I feel like most people, when you see a successful business, you see the Instagram highlight reels like we do when you think everybody's life is green grass and flowers. Yeah. But you don't see the hustle. You don't see the behind the scenes. You don't see the work that it takes to continue to run the business. You don't see the hustle. The I'm still in the midst of the hustle. Welcome to What Your CPA Wants You to Know, a podcast for business owners and those planning to make the jump into entrepreneurship. If you're thinking, I've got a great business idea, but what's next? This podcast is for you. I'm Carson Sands. And I'm Taryn Sands. And together, we started our CPA firm. We've grown exponentially over the past six years. I'm a CPA with over 10 years of experience helping people start and grow their businesses. And I'm an MBA with a specialization in marketing and entrepreneurship. Follow along as we share the ins and outs of running a business while keeping your family and sanity intact. And how to save tax dollars without breaking any IRS rules or triggering a painful audit. We're here to share everything your CPA wants you to know in a fun and easy to understand way. Let's get started. Let's do it. We are going to switch it up a little today to bring you some insight and advice from a new business owner. We worked with her to start her business in 2022, and now she's over a year into business ownership, and I want to say she's killing it. We've had many conversations before she made the big jump from her full-time job to full-time entrepreneur, and she was just so nervous about the transition, leaving something that was very familiar and predictable for something unknown and very unfamiliar. However, she set those fears aside, made a plan, and went all in last year. She quit her job in hopes of creating a job herself that works better for her and for her family and she recently just hit the one-year mark. Her business is thriving and growing very quickly, and I just knew that she could bring some amazing advice and a unique perspective for anyone thinking about starting their own business. So without further ado, we have my friend, Dr. Amanda Thompson, on the podcast today. She's a physical therapist practicing in her field for the past 20 years. She's a wealth of knowledge in all areas of PT, but most people know her from her work in pelvic floor therapy. So Amanda, could you start by introducing yourself and telling us about your business? So I'm Dr. Amanda Thompson. I am a physical therapist. I have been practicing in the field for 20 years, which makes me feel officially really old. My 20-year reunion is this year. I've been a practicing PT for 10 years. And I started my practice last year solely doing pelvic health. I was really, really nervous starting my own business. I actually never thought I'd start my own business. So it has been definitely a different path that I did not expect to take. So as far as physical therapy goes, most people think of going to physical therapy in a private clinic or an outpatient facility. With that, you can see anything from shoulders, hips, knees, backs, all the different body parts. 
when I was pregnant with my oldest son, I went through a lot of fertility issues and I sought out, I found a pelvic health specialist that was in Las Colinas. So that was like literally my first introduction to pelvic health. Throughout my pregnancy, after I went through fertility stuff, I just realized that there was no information out there. There was nothing provided. The information that was out there was minimal. And I realized as my years went past that I really wanted to dive into an unknown world that nobody was talking about. Lo and behold, 2020, everybody was either working their tails off or working from home. In 2020 was my eye-opening moment. I was in a hospital-based outpatient. But during 2020, everybody was furloughed or, or laid off. But in the outpatient physical therapy world at a hospital, we were working too many hours to even discuss. I was working weekends. I was working more hours than I had ever worked in my life. And by the end of 2020, I was completely drowning in my own life. I couldn't keep up. I couldn't, uh, I was spending more time at work than at home and I was drowning. I decided in summer of 2022 that I was going to be jumping ship soon. I just didn't know exactly when. The when actually was when my son, my oldest son started kindergarten and I missed a lot of his activities. I missed a lot of things. So I decided to completely jump ship. So now I am practicing pelvic health. I niche in pregnancy, postpartum, and pelvic pain, but I also do functional medicine and treat telehealth as well. So I first met Amanda when I was seeing her for pelvic floor therapy, which I didn't know that much about. And I could automatically see how passionate she was about her job and about the field she was in. And just over the few years, we got really close and I definitely put a bug in her ear that she could totally do this on her own and be very successful at it. And that's exactly what she's doing. Like many of you listening, she's a mom and now she's an entrepreneur. So today we're going to kind of talk about some of the good things and the bad things about this and what hurdles she faced whenever she decided to make the jump. So I want to start with a question that came in from Instagram first about becoming a new business owner. What was the biggest challenge you experienced that you really didn't expect? So this is kind of a loaded question because <laughs> there's it, a lot. <laughs> it is. I think when you jump into a entrepreneur of any sort, you don't know what you don't know. And you also can't see the other side of it when you're in the midst of the beginning of it. So at the very beginning, the biggest challenge that I did not expect would be problematic was as a physical therapist, I went to PT school and I just want to treat people. I want to make people better. I want to make people feel good. I want to make people recover from whatever injury they are. But never once did they talk about business or anything related to it. And so I had no idea how to ask people for money. So I'm providing a service, but as a PT, I never had to ask someone for payment. And so it was yeah. a very huge fear for me, and it was very hard to do in the beginning. 
Yeah, I think that a lot of people find that difficult, especially if you are never in a position before to have to collect money from people. And then if you are super nice, like Amanda, she doesn't like to have those tough conversations with people, but you get over that and you start being like, this is a business and I have to run it that way. We actually ran into a lot of that too with Carson. He is the super, super nice one. And I am the one that's like, yeah, but we're here to make money. We have to collect on our invoices and we can't just shy away from the really difficult conversations with our clients as much as we really want to. So I think a lot of people can relate to that. Right. And you don't start a business without a passion, no matter what business that is. And so when you're super passionate and you just want people to be successful in whatever field that is, asking for money in return is like, but... But, but honestly, when I find people's actual inner why and work on their root problem, they realize that I am looking out for their best interest and then they are much more willing to pay. And I feel like over this time, I realized that I deserve the payment. I'm providing a service that nobody else is providing. Right. And I think that maybe it just takes some time for you to realize that, even though you already knew it when you started your business. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, I think acknowledgement's key. One other thing I wanted to mention about um, things that I did not expect or the biggest challenges was I just wanted to be able to replace my income and I wanted more time with my family. And I did not expect the growth that I had. And although I probably went a little crazy, I moved facilities twice. So I quit my job and I moved into a room and never moved into a room and I'm moving. And so the expectation was to kind of stay in one spot and grow from there or just stay stagnant. But the reality is I did not expect the growth and I'm needing to prepare for more growth really. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do run into that if you grow super quickly it is really hard to keep up with that growth. And for you, it was that you needed a bigger space to practice. And that's a really big change to make, especially two times in one year. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that there's anything that people can do to stop that. It's a good problem to have if you're growing really quickly, but growing fast brings a lot of challenges. Terrifying challenges. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Okay, now that you have your first year in the books and you're actually doing it, like you are running your own business, supporting your family, and it's going great. But was there anything that you did that really helped set you up for success before you finally made the jump and quit your job? You want me to be honest? Yes, we want full honesty. (laughs) So I bought your book and I read the book. I highlighted the book, I tabbed the book, and I really only paid attention to the areas that applied to me at the moment. Otherwise, I didn't do anything to prepare (laughs) for leaving my job. I think I thought I'd bail at some point when I was like, I really need, this is what needs to happen. I really had no direct plan (laughs) up until about a month before I opened practice. But I did read the book. I did I got my LLC. I got my website going. I got some basic stuff. I contacted my providers in my area, the physicians 
and just let them know, hey, FYI, I'm leaving my hospital. But I did not do a whole lot of preparation. And the the list kept growing and I got overwhelmed. So I just like put it on the back burner. And before I knew it, it was Halloween. And I knew Thanksgiving was coming around the corner. And I was planning on putting my notice in the Monday after Thanksgiving. But the real kind of big picture was that I was missing some of my kids' events at school. The things that I had worked so hard to earn my degree in order to be able to do what I wanted. I worked really hard to pay off my student loans my first four years out. And I was still trading time for money and I was not going anywhere. So my big aha moment was when I missed my son's Thanksgiving and he was just so sad about it. So the Monday after Thanksgiving is when I turned my notice in, but I actually didn't file my LLC until December of that year. And I had planned to spend two weeks full-fledged doing everything when I quit my job before I opened practice. So the first week we opened, we had a snowstorm in Texas. So my very first week in practice, we had an ice ice mageddon. And um, so I didn't have any clients that first week. So that was a big bummer. I love that because it often feels like you're just stumbling in and that's what you did, especially with the ice storm. You were nervous and you just really kept the main reason you were doing it, which was to have more flexibility in motherhood and you just went for it. And I know you said that you didn't prepare much, but she definitely reached out to lots of people, let them know what she was doing, let them know where they could find her once she left the hospital And she put in her notice. She knew when she was going to do that. And she located a place to start. So you definitely did do some preparing. But I know for you, it was best for you just to pull off the Band-Aid and get started. I also think if I would have truly done all dotted all my I's and crossed all my T's, I probably would still be working at the hospital because I would have been fearful. But I had you in my back pocket. And what do you always tell me? I tell you lots of things. Um, <laughs> what do I tell you? That I was like, on, that I'm on the, I was on the ledge, but I just was ready to take the leap and you just kind of pushed me off. It's a confidence thing. That's, that's honestly what the issue was, was it was a confidence thing, imposter syndrome, trying to not repeat what other people in my field were, were doing and feeling like I've been on an island for the last 10 years doing what I'm doing. And I really needed someone to have the confidence that I could actually succeed. Once I had that, which was Taryn, then I really felt comfortable that I could do it. And, but I do know that if I would have made sure every single I was dotted and T's crossed, I'd still be working for and somebody I think else. You probably feel this way as now as a business owner. You you never feel like you have accomplished every single thing you want to accomplish in the day because there is always something that you need to or want to be doing as a business owner. So it just kind of got you prepared for that. And I think I kept telling you, just give it a year. Let's let's sit Cheers. on it for a year and see what happens. And let's not worry about what happens between now and then. Let's just jump and see what happens. The other thing was the focus. So I have all these things in my brain that I want to do, 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 go, 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 go. And you're like, focus. I mean, focus. Yeah. Focus on the business, focus on the clients, focus on what's right now and the rest will come, which is true. 
the best money I spent was purchasing your book because it literally lays out everything you need for a new business owner without questions asked. And now that you have the podcast, it I still go back to it. So I go back to some of these episodes. And I'm like, okay, now I'm ready for that. Now I'm ready for that. Even in the book, the things that I tabbed, and I'm like, okay, not ready for this back a year ago, but now I'm ready to hear it. And I'm I'm excited because the the books that you're working on now, I know I'm like, oh, sweet, it's gonna. I need I need them right now. Can you finish the books? But sh- but you're busy. <laughs> well, thank you. I love 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 when someone finds value in it because if you've never started a business, obviously there is no value. But the second you want to, you have 500 questions. They're all in that book. And if you don't know what she's talking about, we have a guide for new business owners, and it's basically just a step by step for someone like Amanda who has no business background, but is about to start a business with her passion. Well, that brings me to my next question, because I want to talk about something that Amanda did that was so important when starting a new business, but it really is often overlooked. And that's taking the time to figure out the accounting and paperwork side of the business. She really did her research with our guide, podcast, things like that. And she did her due diligence from day one. She set up her LLC, she got her EIN, she got a separate bank account. She consulted with us right from the very beginning. And now that her business is up and running, she still stays on top of her books and is really focused on the finances of her business. So Amanda, we talk about the taxes and the importance of bookkeeping on this podcast all the time. And it's a really big source of pain for most new business owners, especially the tax part of it but you do a really good job in this area. Did you have any background in running a business at all? I know you had stated in PT school that they didn't teach you any of that, but did you have any sort of business background? Were you surprised by all the paperwork and accounting needed to run your own business? I have no experience with business at all. (laughs) You do now? You have one year? I have always been very diligent about my spending, working really hard the first years out. My husband is also self-employed. So I'm very familiar with the world of owing taxes. (laughs) Yeah, you're familiar with taxes. I'm, I'm familiar with taxes and I'm familiar with needing to have tax deductions and and some of those things, but in a very, very different world. So the two best things that the book explains, but that you had advised me on on a consult was to get a separate bank account and get a separate credit card. So it's very clean. It's very easy to keep track. There is no real question of ins and outs. It's just then taking it and putting it on an Excel sheet and making it pretty. Yeah. And you do like a really good job of that. And if she didn't do that, she wouldn't know how much to be setting aside for taxes. And girl always knows how much she needs to set aside for taxes. Yeah. I have a formula that I calculated for each quarter and I overdid it because I would rather overdo it and see that I owe less than owing money. Yeah. And that's one thing that you guys are comfortable with because you're not having anyone take out taxes all year long. So what people do when they make the jump is that they're used to having a W-2 that says they paid in $35,000 all year and then they get 
to the end of the year. And I guess they just don't put two and two together. You still owe taxes on your income, but since it's not being taken out, it is a a huge surprise to deliver over that same 35000 even though you've maybe been paying it for 20 years. Mm-hmm. But Amanda does a really great job of knowing that's important and keeping track of it, even though she has a million other things to do. Five million other things to Five do. Five million other I- things to do. <laughs> so that also is where I feel like most people, when you see a successful business, you see the Instagram highlight reels like we do when you think everybody's life is green grass and flowers. Yeah. But you don't see the hustle. You don't see the behind the scenes. You don't see the work that it takes to continue to run the business. You don't see the hustle. I'm still in the midst of the hustle when it comes to clients and Instagram and I'm trying to get my... Instagram stories and trying to figure out these SEOs and trying to figure out the world of social media. So that part's really hard. But I really think in in general, keeping track of the paperwork is hard. It's time consuming. You actually have to set aside that time and do your books so that you don't have to do it all at the very, very end of the beginning of the next year. Uh, so keeping up with the back end paperwork, I'm up until 10, 10 o'clock, sometimes midnight. Like I said, you see the highlight reels. You don't see the hard work and hustle behind. But it's also keeping up with finances, budgeting, inventory, staying on top of social media. So we're just working on all the things. (laughs) I think I've told you this before, but somebody gave me a really great example what it's like to have a business. So a business is just like having an infant. So if you have a new business, it's like having a newborn. And we all know newborns require a lot of dedication and staying up late at night and just little sleep and just so much work. And and if you're a mom, you know that whenever a child is two, you kind of start feeling like, oh, wow, like I can leave the room for a minute and it's all going to be okay. And you know, Amanda's business is a year old, so she's probably feeling a little bit, but it's still a lot of work. And then I've heard from people that have businesses that are like 25 years old, you know, they can easily step away. They have everything in place or people in place to do those things and they could step away and it just not be detrimental. But at the very beginning, just like a newborn, you're there all the time putting in the hard work and Every single year, it just seems like it gets a little bit easier. That's a perfect analogy. Yeah. When someone told me that, I was like, mind blown. You're going to have somebody quit on you. You're going to have kind of an ebb and flow of the business. And it's just like having a sick toddler where you you go you go back to the PTSD of when you had a newborn. You're like, oh my God, I'm yeah. not sleeping tonight. Yeah, it does. Like you're putting out fires and the fires may be less, but you're still going to have those huge things come up, it's just going to get a little bit easier like your day to day. Now, I couldn't interview you without asking why you started your own business. What was the why behind your jump into entrepreneurship? So as I said earlier, the first surface reason is my kids and my family and getting my time back. But my actual why is impacting the masses. I want to be able to to 
teach people exactly what I do because I can't be the only one doing it. The goal is to impact the masses in my community and in my world, every mom, every person that's pregnant, every person that is postpartum, every person that has a hysterectomy or an abdominal surgery or a mommy makeover, they should get automatic referral to physical therapy. This should be normalized conversation. I realized that I can actually resolve people's symptoms. I knew that for a long time, but I I did not understand that I can completely resolve people's symptoms with what I do and what I know. You are actually the reason why I stepped on my own. I was drowning in the hospital system. I didn't think I'd get emotional. (laughs) Thank you. I was drowning and I didn't know there was another way. Yeah. I literally thought I would be in that world until I retired. Always behind, underappreciated, and doing something that you are so passionate about, but your joy is being trampled. I mean, you can't do what you need to do for your patients, and you can't even take care of yourself. Truth. (laughs) So thank you for pushing me off the ledge. (laughs) Well, if you can't tell by me having a podcast for business owners... There's so much hard work that goes into owning a business, but I obviously feel that it is worth the work and it is worth the sacrifice to have something that you love. It is like having another child. I love my business. You can see Amanda loves her business, loves her patients, and it is so rewarding and you just don't get that when you're working for someone else. 100%, especially in a big hospital setting. (laughs) Yeah. I am just so proud of you being your friend. Like I can just recall the conversations we had a year ago today. I was literally pushing her off the ledge into entrepreneurship because I knew without a doubt she could do it. And like she said, there is this huge need for pelvic floor therapy. Mm -hmm. Huge. If you haven't heard about it, you must be living under a rock because it is exploding and there's just not enough Amanda's to go around. So I am so proud of you. I cannot wait to have you back on the podcast like in two more years and see where you go because she's had an incredible first year. Thank you so much. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast with me today. I think our listeners will find this episode so helpful, but also so inspiring. So I'm so glad you were able to sit and talk with us today. Can you please let everyone know where they can find you on social media so they can catch all of your amazing content for moms and really everyone. My website is www.rootedphysicaltherapyllc.com. My Facebook and Instagram is Rooted Physical Therapy. So Rooted, R-O-O-T-E-D. And my YouTube channel is Dr. Amanda Thompson PT. The amount of content she puts out for women that are postpartum or pregnant or working to get pregnant is amazing. So if you fall into any of those categories, make sure you check out all of her free content. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope you find this episode so inspiring. And who knows, we may have more business owners join us in the future episodes coming up on this podcast. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And until next time, Thank you so much for listening to What Your CPA Wants You to Know podcast.
This podcast is intended to provide accounting and tax information for educational purposes only. All tax situations are unique and should be handled with the assistance of a tax professional. 